Podcraft. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast, Relationships. Let's talk about it. I'm Preble Toplitsky. I'm a psychotherapist specializing in relationship issues. Everybody's got one. Partners, family, friends, co-workers, neighbors, relationships. Let's talk about it. Hey everybody, welcome to this episode, Emotional Infidelity. Is it really cheating? (laughs) Before I give you a sneak preview of this episode and tell you a little bit about it, I want to make a couple of announcements. Hey, so this is for you women out there. Uh, Let me tell you about an all-women's retreat my wife is attending in June off the west coast of Scotland called the Ancestral Mothers of Scotland Retreat. This retreat is guided by my wife's dear friend, Jude Lally, a Scottish writer, artist, scholar, radical doll maker, and teacher. And as the title says, you'll get to know these ancient ancestral mothers through storytelling and art making. And this retreat also offers good food, good company with a circle of like-minded women. You'll visit sacred sites, holy wells, an abandoned village, and create art on white sandy beaches. Man, if I was a woman, I'd want to go to this retreat. Because you'll be inspired by walking the incredible land and breathtaking scenery of island mountains and long, lingering twilight nights. So this is a wonderful opportunity for you women to really nurture yourselves and have an adventure at the same time. So for more information and to book by April 1st in order to get a $100 discount when you mention the code PREPO, go to the website pathoftheancestralmothers.com. Boy, that's a long website. So go ahead and click on the show notes to see the website and click on the hyperlink. And you also get to spend time with my wife, Rainbow. I also want to thank a few people that have recently donated to my podcast. I want to thank Sarah from Illinois, Matt from North Carolina, and Elsa from Denmark. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. Those of you that might be inclined to support my podcast with a donation, you can go to my website, heartsharecounseling.com, or click on the details of the show notes for hyperlinks to support the podcast page. In this episode, I'm going to explore what is emotional infidelity and the difference between that and sexual infidelity. So this might give you some signs of what an emotional affair is about, and if you're in one, it will give you maybe a deeper understanding about it. I also tell some stories of some of my past emotional infidelities and what I've learned from them. And also some ways to kind of safe-proof your relationship from them. This is a wide and deep subject that I come across very often in my counseling practice. So here we go. Emotional infidelity. Let's talk about it. Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of Emotional Infidelity. Is it really cheating? That's a good question. And one of the reasons why I'm doing this podcast is in my practice, 
as a couples counselor, this is pretty prevalent. And I really want to help people to recognize it, to understand it clearly, to look at their behavior, to act in integrity, to make decisions together as a couple, and the commitment of understanding what emotional infidelity is, which of course is different than sexual infidelity, which I'll talk about. But I want to help stop some suffering because it can cause some deep pain in people's relationship when emotional affairs are uncovered. So, what is emotional infidelity? An emotional affair usually starts off as friendship, often with colleagues or harmless, let's say, online relationships, right? Those harmless Facebook friends that you message and you chat with. And these relationships slowly progress into something more. There is this gray area that gradually blurs the lines between friendship and deeper intimacy that draws even content and happily partnered people into relationship that they didn't see coming. Emotional affair or emotional infidelity, which I'll use interchangeably, usually occurs when a person in a committed relationship forms a deeper attachment to someone he or she is attracted to and then actually pursues more and deeper intimacy. So the attraction part is a important component. You know, we're all human beings. Um, we are living sexual beings also. Attraction doesn't just end just because we are in a relationship. And like I said, even happily coupled people are familiar with that sensation of being attracted to someone. Someone catches their eye, they like their style, they like the way that they laugh, and they like how they connect in humor. However, while feeling this attraction may be unavoidable at times, it's when you act on it and you cross the line, crossing those boundaries is what constitutes the attraction going into emotional infidelity. So again, the component of just having a deep friendship with somebody doesn't constitute an emotional infidelity, but the feeling of any shared closeness and the understanding, it can be a starting point for an emotional affair. When that also gets into the boundary crossing is when it's secret, the secrecy. Here it's when the friendship or the attraction actually crossing into more of the emotional infidelity. In emotional affair, the people stop sharing certain aspects of the friendship with their partner. They might not tell them the whole truth of what the conversations are. They might not tell them how often they get together. And they probably don't tell them to the depth of what they're sharing because they're probably not sharing that with their partner. You know, in my practice, I have many people that have gone into an emotional affair saying that they were happily married, they were happily in a relationship, and boom, this just caught them. And so there are these slippery slopes to really understand and look out for, especially in your own relationship. When you have unresolved issues in your relationship that either one of you are ignoring or are not resolved in any way that is satisfying to both partners, if there's long or regular intervals of time that's spent apart, often because maybe there's work obligations or other things, 
if you don't stay connected during that time with your partner, that's a slippery slope into emotional infidelity. I know for me, many years ago, I slipped into an emotional affair, I would say. And many people are surprised that I'm sharing that. It was many years ago. Our son Xander was very small. And one of the reasons that happened was the child-centered focus of our relationship, my wife's relationship, got in between and didn't, we didn't prioritize our couple's relationship. And I spoke to that to my wife and she didn't listen. She was very, very focused on being a mother and doing the best that she could. And I am so appreciative that she was doing that. However, she had a hard time balancing and really seeing needing to put our relationship as a couple in priority and giving me attention and so forth. And when actually she didn't agree that that was happening, that was my slippery slope. That was my gray area. I started a friendship with somebody that had an attraction and that I started comparing my conversations that I was having with this person to the conversation that I was having with my wife, the energetic availability that this person had for me and spending time with me and the energetic availability that my wife had for me was, was very low. I was so fortunate that I caught it, that I didn't take it to deeper aspects of crossing the line of any physicalness or sexual relationships. After some months of creating this deeper intimacy with this other person, I spoke to it to my wife and there was hurt and she felt betrayed, but she also recognized again that there was unresolved issues in our relationship that we really had to pay attention to. And that's what we really focused on. I was fortunate enough to really align my decisions and my choice making, uh, even though I felt bad that I was creating some of this emotional distance in our relationship. I felt I caught it. I caught it faster and I brought the attention back into my relationship where we really worked deeply in order to resolve some of those issues that we had. And from then on, we both, especially me, I became a lot clearer of how I wanted to be and share my energy attention with other people and other women outside our, our relationship. I remember after my wife and I was repairing that aspect of our relationship that I met a young woman that looked just like my first love. She acted like her, she talked like her, uh, she looked like her. And I remember thinking, oh, this is gonna be sweet having this person around. And I could feel a little bit of that gray area coming in. And then I had a conversation with my wife and I said to her, hey, I just wanna tell you, I am not gonna create a situation where I'm alone with this person. I told her who she was. And I told her not because I feel that I am going to make an inappropriate decision. I just don't want the challenge and the work of having to come back into my integrity. I just don't want the opportunity for me to have to work that hard. <laughs> so I just told her, I'm not gonna create a situation where I'm alone and get kind of enticed by it. I know that I will triumph through it, baby, but uh, I just don't want 
the challenge. And I remember that was a really good, honest conversation that my wife really appreciated that I was that honest with her. A little twinge of hurt, you know, that I felt some attraction to somebody else, but I knew the roots of it, and I told her the roots of it, and not live in a fantasy world. And my wife really appreciated that I took this risk in sharing about my attraction. And because of this, it took our relationship to a deeper and more open and honest level of communication. You don't want to be like Marvin Gaye and you don't want to be singing in your car. It took me by surprise, I must say. When I found out yesterday, don't you know that I heard it through the grapevine? Not much longer would you be mine. Oh, I heard it through the grapevine. Oh, I'm just about to lose my mind. Honey, honey, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you don't want to be singing that. Well, you don't want to be singing it and meaning it. I love singing, Marvin. (laughs) So again, it's really good to look at your relationship and try to resolve any of those issues of um, unsatisfying or infrequent sex that may result in incompatible libidos and sexual preferences, you need to work that through, talk it out, not leak the energy outside and think that there's going to be something better out there and being out of integrity and, again, putting your attention on that in a deeper sense of connection. You know, you have to address if there's lack of shared interests or just opportunities just to have fun together in your committed relationship. Those are the, some of the slippery slopes that people look for and feed into emotional affairs. And like I said before, you know, perhaps one of the riskiest place to find some unexpected connection and chemistry and attraction that can come into an emotional infidelity with another person is in the office at the workplace. You know, there's many people that work long hours that keep us away from home and away from our partners. Just think about that. We spend more time at work than we do at home. And we give more attention and our best sense of self and our energy to people in our office and in our workday. So work provides a perfect place for this kind of bonding. You know, you're working long days or nights if you're sharing a project, um, and you're traveling, and that can create some intimacy that is shared. And that's hard for your partner to compete with. There are studies that show that 46% of women and 62% of men cheated on their spouses with someone they met through work. Because many people feel that connection that grows slowly and at times effortlessly at work. And it's easy to justify time spent away and that we have to be with this person or that we are obligated to our work. So we justify some of those relationships. And like I said before, another area that is really prone, especially for emotional infidelity, is the internet in chat sites a lot of people feel uninhibited to be able to say what's really on their mind or really on their heart because they don't have that person right in front of them for possible rejection or freezing up. 
so we may share more deeply and more clearly and sometimes more truthfully. And so sharing that kind of connection through internet chats and conversations is fertile ground also for emotional infidelity. And many people know that, you know, they're, the internet has this instant gratification and we're waiting for the person's response, you know, to us. Those of you that are in some affairs, emotional or sexual affairs, know that. I've been told how much people just wait for the response, an email or a text that goes back and forth to get that hit of connection. And unfortunately, that's where some of the your spouses and partners find out inadvertently about the affair that's going out is through cyberspace. And the enticing part of creating a emotional relationship or a deeper emotional relationship over the internet, it feels secret, doesn't it? It feels like it's just between you and that person through the screen. And as we know, it's really not secret. There's many ways of many people finding out about that. So again, that question, is it cheating if there's no sex? Hell yeah, it is. Attraction is magnified by an emotional connection. You know, I've heard it said before that the brain is the largest sexual organ. That's what you want to make love with. You want to make love with somebody's brain. And that slippery slope again is when more of the sharing goes deeper and deeper with this other person. It goes less and less with your committed partner. And the distraction and the energy that people should be putting towards their committed relationship ends up going, of course, to someone else. As an emotional affair progresses, less and less of a partner's sharing goes into his or her partner and more goes into the affair partner. So that question again about if you're not having sex as an affair, yes, it's still an affair. In fact, not having sex may give the relationship even more power. You may be idolizing the other person and fantasizing them about what sex would be like. And that is different than just a regular sexual fantasy because now you have a connection with the person, right? Sexual fantasies are part of a human makeup in relationships. People have them and it's normal. If you're now putting that and connecting with a person that you have an emotional connection with and you are fantasizing sexually, you're masturbating and having a lot of sexual fantasies about this person that you are connecting on an emotional level, that's a big slippery slope. I'm kind of hearing it out there. I, I hear some people going, uh-oh. <laughs> that's right. That uh-oh, that's a little good sign. Feel that and sink into it and try to be more authentic and clear and taking responsibility and accountability of where your energy is going. You know, I am a proponent of stretching and taking risks to be authentic and to be true. So if you are in a emotional affair, if you're considering telling your partner before they find out or the aspects that you want to have a true, deeper relationship with your partner and repair that emotional affair and stop it, there's things that you can say to your partner. You can start off a conversation like, hey, I need to speak with you about something important. I want our relationships to have integrity and honesty. 
and I need to tell you that I'm having feelings for somebody else and I find myself feeding that emotionally with them. I am not having a sexual affair yet and I know that if I continue, this could become of it. That is why I'm talking to you now to address whatever issues I have or we have in our relationship so not to go down that route. I care too much about you and our relationship to not address it. Now, some of you are saying, there's no way I'm going to say that. Well, you could say something different than that, but similar. That's just an example of bringing up to your partner the realization that this is happening. And it's much better that your partner finds out from you than they find out through the grapevine. That's right. You could have told me yourself that you love someone else. Instead, I heard it through the grapevine, right? Your partner doesn't want to hear it. I experience so much more hurt and betrayal than when the partner comes out and tells that. That's the first step towards rebuilding trust and integrity. Now, going through that infidelity that's a whole nother podcast. They're really talking about how to repair through that. And people do repair through it. it. Takes a lot of time, a lot of effort, opening up and really dissecting what is going on in the relationship and what was that slippery slope to build trust through the relationships it takes time and a lot of work. But some people come out even better through that all because they have just transformed their relationship to a different level because, and they utilized that challenging experience of having an affair in their relationship to go deeper in understanding and trust and honesty. Now, some of you might be on the other end. You might be feeling in your gut that your partner maybe is having an affair. You don't know if it's an emotional affair or a sexual affair, but you feel it. If you're able to speak to it and talk about it to your partner, that's a much better route than the deep-seated blaming and jealousy that might go on. So you might have a talk with your partner to something to this effect. I need to talk to you about something. I want to share that I feel fear and I'm afraid. I'm afraid that you're giving too much emotional energy and closeness and sharing to someone else and you can name that person's name. And it's taken away from our relationship, and I wanna address it now before it gets out of hand. I want you to be honest and truthful to me, even if I feel hurt and it causes pain. I would rather feel this pain and discomfort than if there is more hiding and betrayal. Sure, the answer that you hear out of that may be very difficult to take, I get that. But this is a way to approach it and to also trust yourself if you feel that something is going on that you feel is not right in your relationship and that your partner may be having an affair, an emotional affair. See, one way to combat and safeguard your relationship against infidelity is to have conversations about it. Talk about emotional infidelity so both partners are aware that cheating can happen without sex. You want to talk about, for instance, of the, how the workplace and the internet can be conducive to an emotional affair. I think also, you know, you want to really choose your friendships with people who support your relationship. Friends that encourage you 
to leave an inappropriate relationship and are honest with you of what's going on. If that is happening, that you are leaking your energy and help you problem solve those areas. I choose friends that really want to hear positive aspects of my relationship with my wife. I love it when I get a reflection back from some friends that go, you know, man, I love how you talk about your wife and your son. I love how you talk so positively about them and what's going on. Now, sure, if there's issues, I get to talk about that also. Some things might, I might be having a challenge with my wife, but there's never anything that I talk about with them that I don't talk about with her. So one way that I combat that aspect of safeguarding our relationship is I talk very, very positively about my wife and our relationship to many people and to potential women that I might have emotional energy towards. I want to kind of state that boundary and put it out there. That's feeding the positivity of my relationship with my wife. I'm not complaining to somebody else, especially somebody of the opposite sex, that I can go down a slippery slope of emotional infidelity to sexual infidelity. I am not going to talk about my problems with my wife in that area. I will talk about some of those challenges with somebody I know that I'm clear with, that I don't have that energy with. Therapists are really good for doing that. You know, and again, one thing to understand, attraction to other people is a normal process of life. And just because you have an attraction towards somebody is not a sign that you're in a wrong relationship. Again, it's what you do with that attraction. I remember I had a supervisor one time. I was telling her about a couple that he was looking at other women a lot. And she got very, very angry that he was looking at other women. And it was actually inappropriate. He was gawking a lot. But I asked that question. I said, is it inappropriate for men to look at other women when they're in a committed relationship? I wanted to hear what she had to say because I really respected her as a woman and as a therapist. And she said, nah, Prepo, men look at other women because that's what men do. The challenge is, is that when he's feeling that attraction towards another woman, is he redirecting that energy towards his primary partner? So it's like taking that energy of attraction, feeling like a man, and redirecting it back into your primary relationship. Those are the things to look out as a safeguard. If you're actually having some connection with somebody else, redirect that conversation back into your relationship. If I'm sharing some deep intimacy with somebody else, I love bringing that conversation back to my wife later on in the day or, or a couple of days later and tell her the conversation that really juiced me and so forth. So we start having that connection. I'm not going to go ahead and seclude it with just that one person because that's where I know and I'm aware those are slippery slopes that I'm doing it in secrecy, not doing it in my primary relationship. I will start to compare my wife with that other person. And when you start doing that comparison, that becomes dangerous. So again, transparency is so important in any flourishing relationship or actually any good relationship, friendships and so forth. Transparency is very important, but especially in romantic relationships. So remember, if you wouldn't say or do something in front of your partner, it's generally not best not to say it or do it in front of anyone. So that being said, accessing your partner's email or their text, that's really not building trust. 
you know, that, that partner is going to feel monitored like a child tracked and that doesn't engender trust in a relationship. There's something about having total access that says, I'm waiting to catch you do something wrong. And actually I know a lot of partners that they feel more anxiety, that they constantly have to check their partner's email account or their texts. So I would not advise that as part of transparency, even though some people say that they need it in order to build trust. I think that that's setting a wrong precedence because in all honesty, if people want to cheat, they're going to find a way to cheat around all of that. They are going to get smart and smarter because if they were stupid enough to get caught, in some ways they're going to find if they really want to keep doing it, they'll find different ways to skirt around it. So that's not going to build trust to monitor and track each other. Here's a story I want to tell. About a year before I met my wife, Ivana, I had attended various workshops at Esalen where I met some women whom I had emotional and sexual affairs with. I also left it open to meet up with some of them to continue those affairs. But then I met Ivana, and I felt that she was the one, and I realized I was off the market. But then, uh (laughs) uh-oh, about two or three months into my relationship with Ivana, while we lived at Esalen, one of those women wrote me a letter saying she was coming to a workshop in about a month and wanted to connect with me. So I knew I had to do something about it. So I wanted to write a letter to clarify that I was no longer available. So I wrote one letter and showed it to Ivana. And I remember when her reaction was, that's so unclear. You're keeping the back door open. And I was like, what are you talking about keeping the back door open? What's the difference that I'm just saying, well, maybe, perhaps, Sometime in the near future, if the stars are aligned, who knows? Come on, isn't that clear enough? (laughs) So with Ivana's help, after about four drafts, I finally got clarity. And this experience really made me understand that I had unclear boundaries and I needed to tighten them up. It was a good learning process to really understand how to get clarity and bring back some boundaries that created safety in our relationship early on. All of this was volunteer, folks. It really worked well in my relationships. That aspect of discipline and making that connection and making that commitment towards my wife and our relationship, the discipline of that was very good for me. I didn't feel that I was pressing down with resistant energy and feeling trapped and controlled. I wanted to contain the energy in my relationship with my wife and fully see about putting my full energy into my relationship. I wanted to see what kind of partner can I be in that way. And like I said before on previous podcasts, it's wonderful to be in relationship with your best friend. I wanna feed that. I wanna feed that connection and that depth of intimacy and learning from each other and not have to get that elsewhere outside of the relationship in an inappropriate manner. Sure, just like I talked about in past podcast about taking personal risks 
and how that benefits your relationship. Sure, it's wonderful to go ahead and have these other experiences outside your relationship that's very appropriate and that actually feeds your relationship to come back in. So when I'm having different experiences outside with other people, maybe it's workshops or travel or other things like that, I'm going to bring those experiences back to my relationship of what I learned, who I am, the sharing of that with my wife. I am not going to just contain that to those people that I had connection. I want to bring it back into my relationship and foster my relationship. I wanted to particularly bring this up around emotional infertility because it's more and more prevalent, like I said, in my practice. And because I'm seeing this more and more every day, that I wanted to bring it to your attention. And I'm going to have a whole separate podcast around infidelity and go into the details of what to do when you have found out that there's infidelity in your relationship and really walk that through to be able to have a clear understanding of how to transform your relationship if you choose to do that. So again, I just think it's really good to have conversations with your partner to even have, try to have the same definition of infidelity. So you both are on the same page and there's no surprises from either one of you. So, you know, in years of working with couples, it's shown me that many couples often wait until they're in a trouble spot to discuss uncomfortable issues. And the issues of emotional infidelity, that's no, no exception. So in my work, I always say that the best time to discuss problems which may be counterintuitive to people, is to do it when things are going well, when you're connected. It's much better to have challenging conversations when you're connected with your partner. The triggers are less. You're going to be more apt to hear them, to validate them, to see the best of them. Don't avoid it, folks. You got to have these hard conversations sometimes. I hope after you hear this podcast that you have a renewed sense of priority for your relationship and that you create a united front for perhaps even having come through a difficult time together and be strong because of it if you're able to move through some of these challenges that we're talking about today. Ah, relationships, huh? Boy, I tell you, there's nothing better than if you really want a deep spiritual path to be in relationship. Everything you want on a spiritual path is right here. Clarity and compassion and understanding and accountability and responsibility, knowing thyself. I wish you all such a wonderful, deep adventure into this aspect of deepening your relationships. Okay, everybody, make yourselves a beautiful day. Thanks for listening. Relationships. Let's Talk About It is a production of HeartShare Counseling and Consulting PC of Asheville, North Carolina. For more on licensed professional counselor Prepo Teplitsky, visit heartsharecounseling.com. Theme music by Adi the Monk at adithemonk.com. This content is intended for informational purposes only, is not a substitute for professional counseling and psychotherapy, medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice. Relationships, Let's Talk About It is produced by PodCraft. Create your own great podcast today, faster and easier at podcraft.us.